Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shur Madaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat of Chav Zayin Amud Bet. About to take a look at the first half of Mishnah Gimel. Of this, the second parak. Kol Malikin Bo Anything that's a byproduct of a, of wood, it cannot be used as a ptila except for flax. So we'll see why flax is called a tree. Uh, and also any byproduct of wood cannot, does not have tumat ohel, meaning if it's used as a tent and there's a dead person under there, it does not, uh, uh, contract and, uh, and promote, if you will, tumat ohel, ela pishtan. So the first question is, why is flax even called a tree? Now on the pishtan he creates, the famous pasuk, when Rachav protects the spies on her roof, she hides them in Pishteha Eitz. So you see that flax is called an Eitz. What's the source that other things um, are not Metamim Bohel, but Pishtan is? The word Ohel, which of course is used in the context of Tuvat Mate, is also used, of course, in the context of the Mishkan. That's Tuvat Mate. Uchtiv hatam at the end of Sefer Shemot, vayifroseta ohel al ha-mishkan. The cover of the Mishkan is called an ohel. Malalan shal pishtan ohel. Now, part one of the covers of the Mishkan was made of flax. Avkan shal pishtan ohel. Therefore, it counts as an ohel for ohel ha-mate. But if that's the case, imalalan shizurin v'chutan kuful shisha, maybe it needs to have spun uh, wool that's six-ply, uh, well, uh, spun yarn or linen in this case. That's six ply. Have kinds of chutan kaful shisha. So maybe you need the same thing for tumat ohel. Tamadomar ohel ohel ribat. The Torah says ohel several times, and a couple of times in the pasuk that's uh, indicated on the page. And therefore, it's marbet to say even if it's not spun. So ohel ohel ribat. You call milinami. So why don't you extend it then to anything that covers even other byproducts of a tree? Same king, Zereshava, my honey, then what's the point of the Zereshava to limit it? Maybe it would also mean that the boards of acacia wood would count as an ohel, just like in the Mishkan. So the answer is, Amarkrava, Krashim, La Mishkan. The Krashim are made for the Mishkan, meaning Mishkan, Kori Mishkan, and Krashim, Kori Mishkan. The Mishkan is called the Mishkan. Krashim are not called Mishkan, the Krashim are for the Mishkan. So, but if that's the case, then, uh, in the beginning of the command of the Mishkan, Hashem tells Moshe, make a cover for the tent. So that means, that the cover is not called the Ohel, which means Pishtan is out again. So, if that's the case, Rabbalazah's question, if you have pelt, of a non-kosher animal. Is it metame bo'el ha-meit? So his answer should be very obvious. Hashta orbe matame. After all, if the, the pelt of a behemat which was the cover of the Mishkan, perhaps is not metame, orbe matame amibaya, then why did he ask the question? The answer is, as far as the tent go, the cover goes, shaniyatam lahadu adrikarachtiv, nasut yurit mishkan met oel moed michseu michsei atachashar alav. Meaning that when the Levim carried the covers, it referred to the lower cover and the upper cover. The lower cover was of, uh, of 
wool and linen mixed together, and the uh, tachash on top of it is an animal. Makish al tachton is a hide. Makish al tachton. It compares the two covers. Ma tachton karoyel, just like the lower one is called an ohel. Afalion karoyel, also the upper one. And therefore, Rabbalazar's question was, what was the nature of that tachash, which we're about to get to? And if indeed it was a behemat then it would be metame ba'ohel. All right, so what we've established at this point is whatever the cover of the Mishkan was, its raw materials would be considered an Ohel. We just have to find out what that is. So Gufa, Bay Rabalazab, or let's see. Maikam Bailey, what was he asking? He was asking about the Tachash, whose pelt was used for the upper cover, what was it? Was it a kosher animal or a non kosher animal? Because the animal that we're not familiar with. Rav Yosef, mighty Baile, what's his question? He said, we have a brighter that says, the only thing that you're allowed to use from Lechet Shemayim for divine worship is pelts of a kosher animal. So, He says that there were two covers, one of the ram pelts and one of these tachash, and Reb Nechemya Omer Mechseyacharayai. It was one cover. This is over the Ohel. Domekimin Tala Ilan. It looks like a Tala Ilan, which is evidently a non-kosher animal that had all these different colors to it. Tala Ilan Tamehu. We know it was Tamei. The answer is Hachikamar. What did Reb Nechemya mean? Kamid Tala Ilan. Who was looked like a Tala Ilan, meaning Sheish Bogvanim Harbei. It had a lot of colors. Velo Tala Ilan. It was not a Tala Ilan. Dilo Hatam Tamei Hachatahor. But unlike the Tala Ilan, maybe it was a Beimatora. Which means we still don't know what its status was. So Rav Yosef, parenthetically, he says, Rav Yosef is our expert on Targum. That's why the Tachash, if you look at the Targum Unklus, calls it Sasgona. Why, what's his drush on Sasgona? Shesas Bigvanim Harbei. He rejoices with his many colors. So it was a many colored animal, we just don't know what it was. Okay, Rav Amar, Orbe Matmeyad, Metamibah He has a different source for the entire thing. To answer Rabbalazar's question, that or bematmea works as an ol, Tatanya or obor. This is in uh, in Parakut Aleph of uh, of Yikra, or in Parakut Gimel with uh, with uh, Tumat Gadim and Negev Gadim. Riba or bematmea. It says obor to extend it to not only rather le- regular leather of bematora, but even uh, leather of a horse or whatever. Shalaka biyad kohen, or obor is also there to say that if you gave it to the kohen to check, and when you gave it to him, it did not have a nega, and while in his hands it developed a nega, that also counts. Katsatz mikulam asachat man And what happens if you cut up little pieces and put together uh, a garment from them? How do I know that it's betavim? Tamalomar obchomolechetor in the same pasuk. Veikal emifrach, and now we could turn around and challenge it. The Negaim cannot inform Ohel, Ohel Amate. When it comes to Negaim, even the warp of the wolf alone, we saw this in the previous podcast, or Tomei. We learned Ohel Amate from Shratzim. Or, and this is in Yod Aleph, in the context of Tumat Shratzim, How do I know it extends to non kosher leather, if you will? Tamalomar Or. And again, as we saw earlier, Shratzim have their own Chumrah, which is the Metame, even if the Sheretz is only the smallest little piece the size of a lentil. 
So the answer is Nigaim Yochichu. So now you see from Nigaim that even something that uh, that does not have Tumat Ka'adasha still has Tumat Gadim be, or Bematmeya. The Chazardin. So we now have each perspective. And each perspective seems to indicate a different Chumrah. But that proves that the Chumrah is not causing the law. We have to look at the common denominator. What's that? These are things where leather is metame or tame. And the Torah equates the pelt of a non-kosher animal with the pelt of a kosher animal. So I will then produce oelamate, which fits that perfectly. That I know that a, uh, a leather could count as an ohel cover. Or or and therefore we will extend it to Orbeimatmeya. So even the common denominator has something over Olamait. Both Nigaim and which have Shtivair, which is very small, and Shratzim, which go down to Kaadasha, have Tuma less than a Kazayit. But a mate, you need to have a Kazayit Shalamate or vidam, or something of that substance, uh, size, to be tamay. So you see that even the common denominator has a chumra not shared by mate. So he provided his own answer. Uh, you have a, uh, a, a garment or fabric made of uh, goat hair. It's not metam b'negayim, that's only tzimram pishtim. Nonetheless, it's metame be'olamate. So, or behemat so the pelt of a behemat me'ash, as we already established, not inch metame be'olamate, certainly is metame be'olamate. That works fine, but then, if that's the case, then what, what did Rav Yosef mean when he said that you could only use or behemat from alachat shamayim if the tachash is now out because it could be behemat the answer is the tefillin. That for tefillin, the Lachat Shemayim refers to tefillin. You can only use the hide of a kosher animal. Tefillin, now right now what tefillin means is the parchment. The Torah says when it first introduces tefillin in Parshat Bo, that you wear tefillin so that God's uh, Torah should be in your mouth. What's the drasha? You have to use that which you could eat as the parchment. El Oran. So Rav Yosef may perhaps was referring to the the skin, meaning the housing of the tefillin. Abaye says that the shin that's on the outside of the shel rosh is Sinai, and we assume that means the material and the way it's written and everything else, which means that we already have the uh, the fact that that has to be from a kosher animal. The fact that you have to stitch it uh, uh, with its own kind of sinews, and they have to be sinews of a Beimah Torah. So, that's also Allah Tanya. The fact that tefillin have to be cubed is Allah Sinai. And they have to be uh, stitched with their own uh, with their own sinews and hairs. It must be talking about the straps. The fact that the straps are filled enough to be black is Again, we run into the same problem. The answer is the fact that they have to be black is 
But the fact they have to be tahor, we didn't know, and that was Rav Yosef's teaching. Okay. Mavi Allah Tachashad Ben Moshe. So now the question is, what was the Tachash in Moshe's time? would say, So we were not right away told, Tamer Tahor, but perhaps we can get enough information. He said it was in its own kind of creature. Rameer doesn't weigh in on the Tahor Tameh issue, but he says the Chachamim are not sure if it was Tahor or Tameh. In a kosher or an unkosher animal. Um, uh, sorry, uh, if it's a Chayar Beimav, it's a, they didn't, he didn't weigh in on Tahor Tameh, but they did weigh, uh, but, uh, but the, he said Chachamim were unsure with his Chayar Beimav. The Kernachat they tell the Mitzchot, it had one horn in the middle, so it was like a unicorn. Well, the fish is the Moshe. It came for that one hour. He used it, the pelt to make the Mishkan, and the rest of it was buried away. From the fact that you say there was one horn in the middle, it sounds like it's a Beimat It sounds like the ox that Adam Rishon brought as a korban, which had one horn. And was it ox? Shinemar, Makrin Mafris. And, uh, and this is associated midrashically with a korban that Adam brought, and Makrin, the idea is that it had one horn, and it's called a shore, so it's a behemah. That again does not, uh, that does not tell us, uh, Tahor Tameh, except that when we say it was a korban, so therefore it's a Tahor, and it's some sort of a shore, which would make it Tahor. I makrin tarte mashma. Makrin sounds like using both horns. It's like mikaren ktiv. If you look at the ktiv, there's no yod there. So you read mikaren, one karen. So why don't we learn from there that it was a type of behemah? The answer is kevin de ika keresh de min chayahu. There's this keresh thing, which itself may be the unicorn. That's a chaya, and it only has one karen. So you can remember in chayahu, therefore we don't know if it was a, if it was a chaya, which means we have in our, um, ancient history or midrashic history, both chayot and behemot with one horn, and therefore Rameir's identification of, um, of the tachash does not help us settle whether it was behemot or chaya, uh, but the implication seems to be that it was a behemat tahorah, um, uh, because of its identification as having one horn in association with the korban that Adam Harishon brought. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the next Mishnah, the second half of Mishnah Gimel. At this point, I'm Dav Chavchet. I'm in bed. In the meantime, I should have a wonderful day.